I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, question. I'm Vic Cohen, where it is always a fair question. That's right. When you're with Vic Cohen, it's always a fair question. <laughs> Wherever I go, it's a fair question. And tonight, well, we've got quite a guest. He's a new friend. I have made a newer friend. I say newer friend. Right. Um, and I, I like this guy. Like, I almost feel like there could be perhaps a mini bromance going on. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be mm -hmm. presumptuous. Presumably, that, you can but, presume. Uh, to tell you all a little bit about this guy, uh, we met on a show called The Chase. Mm -hmm. GSN, it's a game show network, they're huge hit. Yes. Actually, you know, I don't know if you know this guest, but I was nominated for an Emmy. I did know for that. For my work on the show. Did you go to the ceremony? Uh, I went to the party before. I'll tell you more about that in a minute because it's right. actually really fun. Right. Um, our guest here, he is the warm-up guy. In fact, I was going to ask you if you could warm me up. I'm a little cold. It's a little nippy out, and I was just outside. I don't do one-on-one, -on -one, <laughs> Vic. No? Okay. Actually, I totally do. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, a few more little tidbits about this man. Mm -hmm. uh, he's classically trained in improv. I don't know if that's just an oxymoron, that, that, but he is. Yeah. You are. I am. Uh, Second City uh, in Chicago, the theater center, Second City Theater there, Improv Olympic, the Annoyance Theater. Mm -hmm. And he's worked no, along. Improv Olympic, the, your old style. Now it's I.O. Oh, sorry. I think the Olympics sued them. Really? Really. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about that too. Not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little too uh, esoteric for our, our listeners, but I'm interested. Maybe right. we will hit that. Right. I did not know that. I don't know if I have much more information to give on that subject. Okay. Yes. Well, let me tell you who I'm talking to all here. Right, I know awesome. you're all just on the edge of your seats. His name is, are you ready? Joe Kaplan, comedian <sighs> Joe Kaplan. Very funny and very talented and just, just a really good guy. He's got, uh, he's, uh, there's a Yiddish word for you. Uh, well, there's several, but there's only one I could say on, on the radio. All right. No, he I don't, what is that? Chemish. It's like, uh, I've never heard of that word. With the last name Kaplan, you should know that word. Chemish. It means like, you could soul. Chemish. You're Chemish. Well, mm. That's at least how you come off. See, I wasn't classically trained in, in the, in, in the Jewish world. <laughs> Growing up with, in Springfield, Illinois, there's not a lot of temples. No, but with the last name Kaplan, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming too much. I should know more. And you spell it the right way, the Jewish mm -hmm. way. With oh, the yeah. So uh, is that your stage name, Joe Kaplan? No, but you know, <laughs> when I joined SAG, I was like, oh, I would love it. If my if your name's taken, you have to come up with another one. Right. But my name was not taken. Okay, now you are <laughs> married with two children. Yes. And yes. one of your daughters has a name that I've decided that if I were a woman or mm -hmm. if I ever have a sex change, mm -hmm. I'm going to want. Wow. Let me guess which one. Okay, hold on a second. You have two. Yes, I have two. So I have to pick one. Is Zoe yeah. or Lily? Right. Hmm. I'm going to say it's Lily. Zoe. Damn it. Yeah. I would be a Zoe. I've decided. Here's how we pick that name. <laughs> Everyone, you know, because in the Jewish religion, you're supposed to name you it You got to kill someone, right? What? You got to kill someone. So I did. use that name. <laughs> that, that's part of the deal. Because it's you true. Have you have go to go find someone. You kill that person and then you name them after. Well, it is true in the Ashkenazi part of Judaism. There's two types, really, I guess. There's the Sephardic. Usually they're mm -hmm. from the Mediterranean. Right. Uh, more typically darker skinned. Right. Persian often. And then uh, you have your Ashkenazi, more European. Russian and Lithuanian and all that. Right. 
Yes. So go on. And that's where we're at. So, <laughs> and welcome to so Judaism 101. Right, I'm Rabbi exactly. Cohen. So you're supposed to name a kid after a dead relative. That's the Ashkenazi tradition. Correct. And um, the European Russian tradition. So we're we're building Jeez. a house in Chicago, and um, we have a rental apartment waiting for it to be done. It's like the crappiest rental apartment you could have. And I'm in the tub, reading from the baby name book. Nice. <laughs> and that's where the baby was actually conceived. <laughs> so actually, how not, appropriate. Not far off. Not far off. And, and, Full circle. And um, <laughs> my wife is way pregnant, way hormonal. And I'm just calling out names. She's like, no, no, no. Finally, I'm like, Zoe. She is she respond. in the tub with you? No, she, it's not that big of a tub. Okay, because she was very pregnant. And I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm not that small myself. And so, We're going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. I'm looking forward to that part of the show. So, so obnoxious. And, so, uh, yeah. and so I call her Zoe, yeah. and she doesn't answer. I'm like, how about Zoe? She doesn't answer. And I say, I'm about to say it again. I'm like, how about Zoe? She's like, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> she was quite hormonal. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And that's how we picked her name. Well, it's a great name. I love it. It's Thank sophisticated. You. It's the kind of woman I would be mm. if I were to be. Playful and fun. <laughs> different. Zoe Cohen flows. Yeah. Well, don't try and fix us up because that would be creepy. No, I, I have no intentions. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> I don't know. You take her name and mine. I start getting weird mm -hmm. feelings. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you would like to call, um, we sometimes take calls here. We do, Joe. I don't know if you know that. I did not know yeah. that. We are live. Is that correct? We are live. Broadcasting yes. out to the we World are. Wide Web. Yes. 800-893-9562 is the number if you feel like saying hi. 800-893-9562. Call us up. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Yes. And I want to thank you, first of all, for coming here at all. Secondly, I want to thank Eve. you for paying for your own parking. Yeah. Usually I foot the bill for the for our guests. I wouldn't have it any no, other way. And I, what did I do? I immediately invited you back for a second time. <laughs> so so you can get me whether you like it or not. So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Well, I look at I'm like, why should you pay? I mean, I, you know, oh, that's great. it's kind of I fun. It's it. on a gig, you know. I totally appreciate it. No one's going to break into my minivan anyway, so I'm not worried about it. Right. Although well, tonight's a special night. Well, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and so, like, did your wife, was she was she upset with you leaving? Uh, no. I mean, it is late here. We're doing this at 10 p.m., so. No, this uh, is par for the course, you know, being involved in many a late night theater and, and whatnot. You know, you're always leaving in the middle of the night. You're like, I gotta right. go. Well, tomorrow is Plus, I have several mistresses, so you never know when you want to... Mistresses. I can't even is that right? That. Are you being serious or not? No. no okay. I'm not. No. It's a fair question. It is a, it is a <laughs> I don't very, know. Very People get real honest here. I, there's no, no, no. Have you ever cheated on your wife? No. It no. is such a fair question. <laughs> it is fair. You're on the road a lot, I bet. Uh, not that much. No. A little bit. Not much. It used to be a long time ago. So, uh, you've never... How long have you been married? 19 years. And we, yeah, we you can your, that. I'm going to pop that myself. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, It's been good, awesome. But four of know. them have been great. Oh, that's great. Four minutes. Yes. <laughs> so you've been four, you've been married 19 years. 19 years. Wow. And so we met. That is a long time. We met at um, uh, taking improv class. Mm -hmm. And so um, at, at the Players Workshop of Second City, which is like the. It's the school it part. Yeah. It's like one, it's like a. Yeah, something like that. Yes. <laughs> and so, and uh, it just kind of went from there. So, like, the one of the rules of improv, the basis, mm -hmm. the foundation is yes and. Whenever yes. someone says, you must, you'd never want to say no. Right. Because it just leads to not funny. Right. But if you say yes and, that's rule number you one. You can go somewhere. So, that's you right. said, would you like to marry me in an improv class? And she had mm -hmm. no choice but to say yes. Well, yes, and I'm revolted. 
<laughs> but she did say and, yes. And, yeah, and as soon as she said I do, that yes and shit went out the window. That's right. gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So she was an actress 19 years ago. Uh, she was not as much of an actress as much as she was an agent. Ah, and so, sleeping yes. with your agent. Yes, I was sleeping with my an insurance agent, agent or uh, mm, theatrical. Theatrical. In she Chicago. worked for Suzanne's A Plus. Um, if you remember that agency, I do not. Which is a horrible name. And it's they even they even spoofed it on Thirty Rock one time. Oh, that's where, like funny. they show like an old audition tape of hers, and she's like, "I'm here with Suzanne's B plus." When you're you're talking about <laughs> Tina Fey, yes. Okay. When you said her, it wasn't your wife's audition tape. It was no, Tina Fey's. It was on, Tina Fey's right. audition tape. Okay. Well, let, let's um, let's go back a little. All right. Okay, bring but, it back. But before let's step it back, actually, before I do that, I want everyone to know when I, you know I said you're a warm up guy. Right. And to a lot of mean? people, a lot of people don't know what that means. I do, but tell everyone. Tell all. Listen up, guys. This is what a warm-up guy does. He's going to tell you. So when a show has a live studio audience, they have a they bring in a comic like myself, and uh, we come in. There's get, no one like you, Joe. Go on. <laughs> and we come in and we warm up. We get the crowd laughing and in the mood and, and warm up the audience. So when the taping goes, the audience is ready to respond and clap the way we want them to. And then I just play games entertain in between segment breaks and lots of fun music and all that kind of stuff and uh you know basically just keep the audience warm as they would say now and looking at your resume there are a lot of warm-up jobs you've done over the i've years. done tons of so yeah. now how does one become a warm-up guy and what's the end goal there well there's that's the thing about it. it's kind of a it's kind of a it, there's not a whole lot of let's back that up <laughs> so okay. i was working at a talk show in chicago Called the Bertie's Berry Show. Okay, um, I kind of remember that show. Yeah. Now, is uh, this when all those shows, like Jenny Jones, uh, uh, Springer, exactly, yep. all those shows were in Chicago. Springer's yes. since gone to Connecticut. Jenny Jones is long gone, not produced anymore. Right. They still uh, make Springer? I didn't know that. Yeah, they do in Connecticut. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, they moved a lot into Connecticut. Yeah, Oprah's gone. Yes. Well, she's alive. She's on this planet, but. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Show's gone. Yeah. So it was around that time. <laughs> yeah, Steve Harvey's there now. Yeah. And matter of fact, he's in the old Jenny Jones. And he's pretty much what's left of talk. That is right. In Chicago. So I was a PA on the Bertice Berry show. And that's and a production assistant. And a production assistant usually is the guy who's the first one in, last one out, or lady. Correct. Is been not, it's an entry-level job. It's an entry-level job. You do everything You're, from driving talent to getting coffee to cleaning garbage cans, be. whatever. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay. And uh, they're going to fire their warm-up guy. And uh, Why? Um, I don't think he was funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> that will do it. So he wasn't doing the gig <laughs> very well. And I th in, in his defense, I think he was just, um, uh, I think he was the makeup guy. <laughs> and they're like, hey, go out there and get him going. I'm funny or whatever. So, uh, well, some shows there's a lack of respect for the warm-up guy. There is. You know? I've worked a couple of those shows, and that is not fun. No. Um, uh, which was wonderful about the chase is there's great respect. For and again, the chase is where you and I met. That's right. The GSN hit show. Right. So, so I'm, okay. I'm in this meeting where they're talking about firing the warm-up guy. Um, there's uh, the audience producer wants to bring in someone from California and fly them out, and their rate was really expensive, and the the producer's kind of balking, and I'm like. I, I'm a, I study a second city and they're like, okay, great. Next day I had a microphone. Mm -hmm. and, so, and it was that easy. And we just trial by fire. Now, and so I ended up doing like 200 episodes. Wow. There. And so were you still doing the PA work? Uh, kind of, yes. I, they moved me to an audience coordinator, which is someone who deals and books the audience and that kind of stuff and, and doing the warm-up. So were part you of being my job. paid as a PA still? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. So they were getting a deal. Oh, yeah. And you were just happy to be there. I'm just happy to be there. And who wouldn't be? It was like 450 a week. It's okay. Yeah. It's just you're starting out. Yes. Right? Well, you were 48. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you're out there. Yeah. Yeah, I was was in my early 20s, actually. (laughs) It's like, you know, you just want to get in there. In fact, I turned 27 on that show. I think that's great. So you took that job. And then that led to more of that. That led to more of that. So you know, just kept kind of going. You get a little rep for yourself, and next thing you know, people are calling you. uh, I have an idea. You know, I've done a little bit of warm up myself, so I've had Mm -hmm. some of that experience. I'm just curious, though. From what did you warm up? Well, I'm gonna. I'll tell you in just a moment. We'll put a pin in that. I just keep. I keep jumping forward. We will talk. We will talk about that. But what I wanted to know from you is, being that you do improv and you do stand up, what is the difference between the type of comedy you do? As a warm-up. Oh, it's totally different. Because warm-up is more cheerleader. Warm-up is, uh, I'm not there to like get laughs with jokes and that kind of stuff as much as get people up and going, get them to have fun. And uh, with warm-up, uh, like when I'm doing, you know, especially stand-up, you know, you're up there working your butt off to get, you know, get your laughs. So you, right. you know that. Yeah. You know, and you're trying whatever you can to get laughs. And uh, I'm definitely getting laughs when I'm doing warm-up, but it's more cheerleading. It's, I'm like, I'm like, you know, remember the campfire when you were in camp yeah, and, the, camp. and the, where the rowdy counselor would come out and get everybody going. That's what my gig is. Right. <laughs> when I'm doing warm up, and that's, that's what you do. And so. So the goal know, isn't to be funny as much as it is to be their friend and entertaining. Right. You know, my whole goal is to get everybody on my side. Like literally when people are walking in, I'll walk around the audience, introduce myself to people. And that's something I think I do that a lot of other people don't. And just, you know, just get everybody on your side. And so, because taping can run really long. Right. They're really long. They could be an all-day thing. And people get tired and they get bored. And so, and and I don't have eight hours of material. And so, you know, if I can get somebody to jump up and dance, you know, right. to something and, and you know, whatever whatever I can find out there to, to help what, them entertain themselves, what that's role, what I'm trying to do. What role does candy play in your job? <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, you break that out when you're at your, at your wits end, you're like, really? I got nothing left. Let's break out some sugar. Here, have some sugar. And that always tends to make people happy. Right. People love getting free stuff and people kill themselves for a t-shirt. But isn't there a strategy to this, even from the producing side where you will have a producer, an EP, EP stands for executive producer, usually the mm-hmm. one who runs the show. They right. usually say, Hey Joe, we need, the audience is dead. You know, yeah. we need to get, let's give them some sugar. Absolutely. Sure. And then literally you'll hear those words. Yeah. Not necessarily sugar as much as like their audience is dead. Do something. And that's, that's okay. just a technique. You but know? Has, has anyone ever said, don't give them sugar? No, I've never had that. Although I had a sound guy just recently for the first time, the sound people were like, there's too much noise with the rappers. You can't give out candy. I'm like, uh-huh. And I just kept doing it. Yeah, that's interesting. I never heard of that. I never heard of that either. I'm like, you got to be kidding So to answer your question, um, one of the first shows I did, I just filled in. It wasn't like a day-to-day thing, but it was a show called Winning Lines. And uh, the fun part of that job was I got to introduce Dick Clark to the audience. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, he's a legend in game shows, so that sure. was very cool because that's one of the jobs that the, the warm-up guy has is he's, he or she will say, and ladies and gentlemen, here's the host of our show. Right. You know, getting them all riled up. And so in my, in this case, it was, you know, the host of our show, the legendary Dick Clark. And then I handed him the mic because that was the mic that he would be talking to everyone with. And sure. It was just a cool moment. He was executive producer of that show. And then the other one, um, I it was kind of like your situation uh, with Bertice Berry. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, it was the Sharon Osbourne show. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was doing some producing writing on that show and uh, they needed some help with warm up. And it was really funny because um, Sharon came out the day I was doing it. She walked out and slipped. Oh, and wow. fell on her ass. Wow. 
The shirt and itself? you could totally see like up her skirt. I think she even like ripped her underwear or whatever it was. Or, and so, did you, did you see a little so bit? I did a joke. Did, did you, I said like, you know, those people who came here said they saw Sharon Osbourne. I mean, you really saw, saw Sharon uh, Osbourne. How'd she take that? Not well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> was was like, that your last day doing warm up? It was actually, it might have been. She mm. gave me a look like it was not funny to her. See? But it was great. It was a funny Come in the on, moment. Sharon you got to be in the Osborne. moment. Relax. You up. You're married out. to that guy who snorted ants. So, Did he? <laughs> that's what I've heard. Well, you know what? Um, I didn't take it personally, and maybe I misread her uh, dirty look. How was it working <laughs> on that show? Did you like it? Um, you know, let's talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, anytime I work, I'm Is so... That's not a fair question? <laughs> it's a fair question. You know what? Anytime, you've, anytime I have the chance to work, I'm grateful. There you go. Honestly, it is so uh, hard to get work, and I feel so lucky that I, lucky that I get to work regularly. So I would never bash the show or any show. Right. Um, it had its certain challenges, but th then again, it was a startup. And for those of you who don't know what a startup is, startup meaning the show had never been on the air, and right. they were still finding their voice. And it's amazing when you're behind the scenes to see how much of a show is still being figured out once it's even on the air. And it's a painful sure. process regardless of the show. So, right. I, you know, that's what was going and on. And even there. shows have been on the air for a while are still evolving quite the, a bit. Right. But particularly early on. Absolutely. Um, but it was a great experience in many ways. And um, I'll tell you what was the, the best experience of working on that show was Sharon was very generous. And for Christmas, she had a holiday dinner. And she had it at Morton's on La Cienega. There you go. And rented out the back party room and had every staffer. So there must have been 100, 150 people. Round That's awesome. tables. And not a preset menu. She said, order whatever you want. Wow. And they gave us a wine menu. Wow. I mean, those wow. bottles of wine are crazy. I would never order a bottle of wine, like, you know, $200 bottle of wine. Oh, but you're better than me. I'd totally order No, but wine. how generous is that? Yeah. It was and really cool. Plus, take it to a steak place. Did you get steak it, at least? Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I ordered regular. You know, I didn't go berserk, but I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. And Ozzy was there. Really? And yeah. No, it was the Sharon Osbourne show or the Osbourne show? No, it was it called it? Sharon Osbourne. It was her talk show. Okay. All right. And it, I was just kidding about, can we move on? It was actually, there were many things about it that were a great experience. It's just, you know, the show got canceled. Did you talk to Ozzy? No. No. I mean, he wasn't, he, he wasn't in my hemisphere or, <laughs> you know, much. Right. You know, and my world on that show. Right. I was more at the party you didn't talk to. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at your list, though, of shows that you've warmed up, and it's particularly the talk shows. Fran Drescher, yep. Megan Mullally, and uh, Danny uh, Bonducci. Yes. From, we all know him from uh, the Partridge family, and Correct. also from, he had a reality show called Breaking... Dan Breaking Bonaducci, and it was which was awesome. crazy. I loved that. It show. was one of my favorite reality shows ever. Oh yeah! If you ever that have and a the chance, the Paul Abdul reality show. Did you ever see that? No. Uh, if you guys ever have brilliant. a chance to see like a crazy reality show, you've got to watch Breaking Bonaducci because yeah. this guy is doing like hardcore drugs with cameras rolling. And oh, not yeah. that I'm an advocate of that because I'm not, but no. it is crazy. But it is brutally honest. Like, it's, it's brutally it's honest. It's the only reality show that you watch. You're like, wow, right. he is not. Play. Right. And I know a guy who was one of the EPs on that. And uh, I remember, remember when, well, we'll talk about it. It's not that interesting to those who haven't seen the show. No, but, but it's totally, my favorite story from that is he gets angry about something. He takes a skateboard, skates down to, yeah. a, to a liquor store, <laughs> gets like a bottle of cranberry juice and a bottle of vodka and mixes them somehow and just slams it. It's sad because the guy is actually really talented. 
Yeah, I think he's he pretty is, talented. And I liked him a lot. He did not like me at first. And then when I was doing his warm up, and I, uh, I had, before I got hired, I had a previous commitment. So I had to go away for like four shows, something like that. And uh, the guy they hired to replace me, who was supposed to be good, uh, was not. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came when I came back, he was coming off stage after I introduced him, and he says hello, and he's good. And there just happened to be it was a Disney show, and there happened to be a ton of Disney. Was it a talk show? Mm-hmm. He did a Disney show. A guy who was shooting heroin. Disney. On, well, this yeah. is, I think before they. This is definitely before Breaking Bad Duty, and uh, um, uh, he he came off stage and, the, and he stops. Well, there's, there, I'm not kidding. There's like six or seven execs and EPs, and that's, he stops and turns and he's like, "Dude, I'm so glad you're back." That's yeah, so how he talks. And by the way, I do need to fix something here. I think I said shooting heroin. I, I don't want him to sue me. No, <laughs> no. he I might know. need the money. <laughs> uh, let's just say, like, I'll take that back. I don't know. if he, I thought he was doing some type of drug. but Right. I, mean, I understand but, what you're saying. You know what? He's a Boy Scout. Never right. mind. No, I, exactly. Let me take all that back. <laughs> <laughs> so, But the one thing I realized when I was looking at these shows is they have one thing in common besides you. They've all been canceled. Oh, yeah. Now, well, I mean, what show hasn't been canceled? Hey, listen. Don't shoot the messenger, okay? <laughs> Easy. I mean, unless you work at Gunsmoke. I mean, you know, it's only like four or five day, four or five years True. at tops. But, I mean, okay, like Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher was only 15 episodes. Exactly. It was, it was a mis- <laughs> <laughs> so the Gunsmoke Yeah, Gunsmoke. That would have been nice. Megan Mullally. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah that, that was gone after half season. Maybe I am I, the bad luck charm. No, no. Is that what you're saying? No, I totally not. could be. Actually, no, because, of, again, the chase. Mm-hmm. That's kicking butt. Big hit. So, I totally think I'm a major part of that. So now let's talk about what kind of money you can make as a warm-up guy. Uh, no, we'll talk about that. No, no, no. This is called Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question, which means we ask, we, me, uh, ask questions that people listening, all of you, are curious about. You don't have to tell me exactly what you make. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Um, it's an after a show, right? I mean, right. you only- It's a screen, it's sag, sag after a show. A lot of people don't realize that, which means that um, Joe here- is it's considered an acting job, even though he's not seen on camera. He's treated by the same same rules as an as the union. Right, it's called an off camera performer, okay. which just sounds like an oxymoron, but but it's not. Can you, you know? make? Here's the question: Can you make? And more- also, the audience warm guy has one of the hardest jobs on set. It really does. You know, Why? Because it, you're working your butt off, you know, and you're dealing with everyone else. Like this is where they culminate to, and you and and that's where I start. That's where I start my day. Here's why, Joe, here's the answer you need to give in the next time this question's asked. <laughs> I'm going to help you. All right. All right. Come on. Bring it on. The reason that- Am I the, not doing this right? I'm no, totally not I'm doing this right you. at all. I'm going to help you. Here's the answer Is you need to give. Is that a fair question? All right. Your answer was fine and mm-hmm. just perfect. My experience's observation would be, like many jobs, mm-hmm. it's like if you do it right, you just did it. Right. The, you won't hear a lot of praise with your job. Correct. Unless you screw it up. Correct. But no one's going to say... Unless you're on camera talent, then you get praise all day long. Right. But when you're doing... No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. With right. warm-up, like a lot, like even the people who are behind the scenes getting the audience, like they're very rarely going to get credit for bring, filling the seats. Correct. But they will get attention if the seats aren't full. Right. Or if the people are not uh, what the producers are looking for. To that's exactly right. So that's where it kind of becomes a thankless job. Yeah, And also... However, uh, you know what? You do get thanked quite a bit. Because here's the interesting thing. Because you, you're... I have a mic. And right. so, so the whole studio knows me. I actually introduced myself on mic. And, and what's kind of weird when we start a new show, 
everybody knows you because you're a guy, you're talking on the mic all day and you and you have a very visible position, but I don't know anybody else. And so it's kind of weird because people are like, Joe, Joe, Joe. And you're like, hey, you, how are you? True. <laughs> everyone knows you because they've been listening to you on the floor. Right. Correct. Okay. Now, if you were to do stand up on a regular basis, excuse me, warm up on a regular basis, can you make over a hundred grand? Oh yeah, easily. And especially like, um, I don't do uh, like uh, prime sitcoms. Sitcom guys make a buttload. Do they make more money per episode? Is it is that Absolutely. how it's... So like a, a game show warm-up guy is going to get paid less per day than a sitcom warm-up guy? Absolutely. Uh, what, sitcom guys make... What do they make? Um, anywhere from like 2000 to like um, like 45 You're talking scale? Like in other no, words, not scale. It's way above scale. So, but it's but it's just the rate. Okay, and the, so it, and I've never I've almost I've came this close to getting sitcoms a couple of times, but I've never got a sitcom. So, so uh, just to probably be clear, scale means that the actors negotiated certain rates with the studios who are producing the shows. Right. And if they're high, if they are a quote unquote union show, they must pay that predetermined minimum. Right. I.e. scale. Right. So the scale. Could, the scale's still decent. Yeah, and you also qualify after a certain amount of earning for. Uh, health insurance. Correct. With a very low premium or reasonable premium compared right. to normal premiums. Blue Cross. <laughs> so, um, so I'm is this interesting? This is, this is interesting. My salary? Yes, that's interesting, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, people are curious. Um, I know that Cheyenne, there are, 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 were you interested in that? Yeah? She's like, what? Uh, <laughs> Cheyenne, how are, yeah, she's listening in there and I, we'll ask her. Cheyenne, okay. were you listening to any of that? Yes. How's your word uh, word with friend game? What's that show? Word with friends or what's that game? Candy Crush. Candy, oh, I hate that game. Okay. <gasps> but you, have you been listening to the show? I've been listening to about sitcoms. They make way more money. Do you find that interesting what he makes or what he could be making? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Right. <laughs> there so, we go. So, yeah. So That's I, Cheyenne, everyone. Great and, work. And so Thank how, you. How warm up works. Producing show back there. Hey, Cheyenne. Give it up for her. Yeah. Go on. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> so way you know so the way it works is you get paid per episode and a, um a uh, game show will shoot, shoot several episodes a day sometimes up to six episodes a day and uh so when you add it up you, it ends up being a nice fair day wait so um i i didn't realize this so like if some game shows they're crazy game shows like where they've got a crazy schedule they might shoot five episodes in a day oh yeah so you're telling me that if let's say the minimum and it's i'm making up a number but sure it's at least a grand it's got to be Let's just say it's at least a grand an episode on a game show. That's five grand in a day. Yes, but in half. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's five hundred, you can make twenty five hundred in a day. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a lot of these. Yeah. Now, what about like a Wheel of Fortune? Which I is don't a. Know. Does it matter if it's a game show that's on a network versus a cable? I would think, think so. Okay. But I, I've, I've most of the stuff I do is smaller stuff. Do you so. have an agent that gets you warm up work? No, it's just all word of mouth. I have an agent, but that's more for on camera. But so. you don't give them anything no. for warm up work. No. Okay. Unless they found something. But that, then I, it's just word of mouth. I just know EPs and they just they just hire you. Okay, now you so. you mentioned that you got your first warm up job back. Did you get paid extra when you did Sharon Osborne's? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, hey Vic, come here. No. Hold I, this I, mic. Go no, out there. No. I only did it a few times and then no, there was no extra money. See, that's I just wasn't horrible. looking for it. You know what? I was just happy to be there, and you know what? It was different. It was a long time ago. And here's the thing: like, it's not the most glamorous of performance positions, but it pays well. And you know what? Someone's paying me to go out there and entertain, and I'm like, I'll dig it. 
Yeah, it's a great it's a great form. What was funny is when I did my first one, um, the winning lines thing, I I wasn't so aware of of how different it is than stand up, and I was doing my act, mm-hmm. and that was like I, I mean it was bombing. It was a singer, no one it? could care, and right. it was like dead silence. Right. <laughs> and is your act clean? Yeah, I mean I did it clean, mm-hmm. but it was still just like like horrible. Oh, like yeah. It's the so, middle of the day. Half the people can't speak English. The other half are. Are recovering from drug addiction, oh, yeah. and are like just out on a you know through rehab to get to sit out there during the day. Because a lot of people, I don't know if people <laughs> realize, like uh, a lot of times the audience is a paid audience. So there, there are people who are paid. I don't know what they make eight or ten dollars an hour to um, come and sit in the audience. And um, when you need the money, yeah, when you need the money, that's fine. You're young. However, they used to like paid cash at the end of the day, and that kind of led to a lot of like. Uh, swarthy characters <laughs> get my cash head to my meth dealer type people really yes uh, and you so, saw that, that kind uh, of thing. i don't know if that blatant i haven't actually seen that but i knew people who were just kind of goofy and uh, now it's they've cleaned it up a little bit now they need a check and a social security number and all that stuff and and it's it's a little higher class of folk and and you know what they're they're um, usually they're pretty good people Let's talk about your improv background because I find that really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you came from Chicago. How old were you when you came out here? Uh, I was late. I was I came out here when I was 37. Okay. 36, and 37. So you were doing a lot. You, your home base was Chicago. Correct. Um, that's really where you got your comedy start. Yeah, absolutely. And where were you training primarily over uh, the early 20s and 30s? Uh, I.O. and, and uh, The Annoyance especially. I was okay. I was a member of The Annoyance and, and uh, I was a member of all, like, I was on a house team at I.O. called Sexy. Okay, so let's slow down real quick because okay. I want there to be some real clarity here because mm. I even need it. You want me to keep it clear? And I think I know a lot about, like, improv stuff, but mm. even I get, not to say I'm the quintessential expert here, <laughs> but for those of you listening who have no idea about improv, like. I feel like I'm show. really hot on this mic. Am I really on top of no, it? No, you're this, great. Is you're, this good? It's okay. perfect. Perfect. That's how you want to be. So, All right. okay, you've got in Chicago, you've got the you've got Second City. Right. They are like where uh, a lot of famous actors came from for Saturday Night Live. Yes. In the seventies and on. Yes. Then you've got um, and that's Second City. Now you say you've taken classes. At yeah, the I, I just studied there, and I was in their children's theater. And okay, uh, what does that mean? You studied there. Theater. Um, you took classes? Yeah, they have classes. Did you, you can go take. all the way to the main stage? I did. No, the main stage as an actor? Yes. No, I did not. Okay, because I know that Second City has a process where you take a class, a level, right. and you take another level. And, then and you, you take a class as well, I did. Correct? Yeah, so I know that's why I'm familiar with this. And then you take you audition, and then if you get moved on, you go to the next level, and eventually you keep going through this process where you can become a Second City main stage actor and where you're writing your sketches. And now where did you go in that process? So I just graduated from the program and then I was, they had a children's theater and I did something with a children's theater. Wait, you went all the way up to the point where you would have to audition to be on the main stage? No, I had auditioned to be in their tour co and did not get in. So you made it through all the levels that you could possibly take. Yes. And then you were at that point where it was time to audition did you audition for the main stage? No, just tour tour company. They have tour companies. That's, that's what they put. Is that what first. leads to eventually main stage? Correct. So you go okay. to tour co and that your tour company, and then you would go to uh, like a um, what do you call it? Like uh, they have like side stages, like the Sex and ETC. Or at the time they had Sex and Northwest, and I was on none of that. So I, they, I didn't get that far. You didn't get uh, that far. So no. so you and, went. But through, I, I would. They did have a business theater, and I did some stuff at their business theater. How many How many years did it take? to go through all the training in Second City 
that took you to the point where you were auditioning to be on the touring company? Not too long, uh, like a year and a half, two years. You went through all those levels. So mm-hmm. do you never have to repeat a level? Because often you they make the student repeat a level. I did repeat one level. There was a, there's a part where they make you audition to go on, and I did not get uh, did Is not get it early on, like after level two. Yeah, it? something like that. I can't. I think yeah. So there's only right. one time where they do that. Yes. But don't they hold some people back? And yes, and I got held back. <laughs> but can't was, that happen at a later level though too? Uh, and and also I was with my, um, uh, was it, I think my wife got through. There are five levels, right? Yes. Or there were then. And I think you go from level one to two, you have to audition. And I was level one, or two to three, something like that. Right. And I was level one with my wife. She got through. I did not. Now, what made you continue? Why did you just quit? Uh, I was, I was, I totally wanted to burn the place to the ground, but you know, I got Were myself together. Yeah, I was totally pissed, and I got myself together and went and talked to this uh, one teacher named Martin Demont, who's a pretty famous teacher. He's passed away since then, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you're fine," and he's like, "Come to my class." I don't think he even charged me, and then you know, audition again, and and I did, and got it. And so. do, you, do you think they made the right choice looking back, like to hold you back? Did you need to learn a little more? I don't. I don't know. I had a horrible audition. I, it, it was it was horrendous. I didn't take charge and you know do what you need to do to, to show you up. You didn't take what charge, you know, okay. take charge in the scene and, and uh, right. I was getting led around by somebody who's not as skilled as you. And you did know. they get moved on? And you know what? I think I might have done something like I think I might have made it gay or something like that. I made a what? <laughs> I think I made it made it might have made the scene gay. Like I might all of a sudden I have a crush on 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 the the male guy that I'm auditioning with. And, and is that just, a no no? No, it's not necessarily no no. It's just kind of a. An easy way a out. A bad choice for an audition. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, it's like an easy, crappy way out. And it's like, come on, you're, you know, you know better than that. Right. So, so were you nervous? It was more interesting. Yeah, it's been a long time ago. I'm sure I was. Yeah. And then, so, you know, and then I auditioned again and I got through. So, so you go the, through the five levels and um, and that's fantastic. That's impressive. And it's oh, all. yeah, it's fantastic. All right. It is. <laughs> not easy. So how many levels did you do? We'll get to that later. Why is every, every question, we got this a lot to catch up. Are you writing this down? Question. Because I have a lot of stuff that we're getting to later. Hold on. All we'll right. get to me in All a little right. bit. The, actually, I've addressed everything that we put on a pin in. I swear. All right. All right. But when you, you so you ha- went on to another theater. Right. So, you, you know, when I was at uh, sex training, there I didn't, I hadn't quite got it yet. And then I went to the Annoyance Theater. This is even after five levels. You still hadn't gotten it. It was I was all right, but it wasn't very good. And then I went to the Annoyance and and uh, started taking classes there, and then became a member of that theater. And uh, they have people there who are just brilliant. Now the brilliant. Annoyance Theater is that an offshoot of Second City? Is it the same people? No, it's it's different people, but like everybody, it's kind of a sexist community. Everybody plays in different, you know, the different theaters. So, like, are there levels and you can't get on stage like Second City until you've taken a certain number of classes? They have levels, but they they throw you up there with each class. And then at the end, you, you know, you, like, put on some sort of show. And uh, and then they'll throw you into a show, a small part, and then they'll throw you in a bigger part, a different show. Now, what makes it? And I was in their long-running show called Co-Ed Prison Sluts. I was Dr. Bellows, the the prison doctor. and and, uh, But is it it scripted at Annoyance? Uh, they, they do improv to script, so they'll have like a script. And are you gonna call? I am, and I'm like, it's like you would think the house is on fire the way this phone's going off. Oh, it's not. It's not someone who's calling in for the show, but a personal call. It's a personal call. <laughs> 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 and it wouldn't stop. 
Um, I hope it's an emergency. That's the first time I've hoped it's an emergency. What, what, is, what if it is an emergency? It's Do you not, not want to answer? You know what? If Okay, my life is so uncomplicated right mm-hmm, now that mm-hmm. if there's an emergency, they're always better off calling 911. <laughs> I mean, there is... No one. Is I'm not married. I'm is not that what your voicemail se- says? Like when you call the doctor's <laughs> office? If this no, is an emergency, call 911. Right. Otherwise, no, leave a message for Nick Cohen. No, I mean, like, if it's God forbid my parents and they're in Chicago, they'll, it will all work out. Right. <laughs> if it's really important, they'll text you so you can visually see. <laughs> I sound really cold-hearted. I'm not. I'm just saying it's not like I'm mm, married. A little cold-hearted. No, I'm not a in a serious relationship with a woman who's like, you know, like needs to get a hold. Like if, you know, or I have a child that need, when my, you know, maybe need to get a hold of me. Yes. Anyways, so like annoyance. This is what I never really understood. <laughs> that was the worst segue ever. Because I, I don't want to talk about my phone. All okay, right. Okay, so Second right. City was one thing. Annoyance is another type of theater. Yeah, annoyance where I really, like, came into my own, you know. But what like, is the annoyance? I don't get that. Like a- The annoyance, um, it's a it's an alternative theater company in Chicago. Uh, it's been there, uh, I guess, since, like, uh, probably your late 80s. And um, uh, it's just an alternative improv theater, and, and they also so do a lot of they- sketch comedy. They have a lot of long-running shows. Some bigger shows that come out of the annoyance, um, the Real Live Brady Bunch. I remember that. But do you do, like, is it all scripted, everything over there? Uh, no, there's there's improv shows and there's also shows they've improv two scripts, but there literally will like is there a script that exists? No. Do you like like so like when you go into be a replacement of a show that's been going on, you come and watch the show for a while. They'll have like plot points that they want to get to, but you can play around and just screw around on stage. And so you want to throw a line out there. You're with all these talented people who can who can handle that. And you know you do that to a scripted actor, you know regular stage actor, and that'll throw. Them. Right. They're like, what am I supposed to do? So the Annoyance yeah. Theater is a theater company where you don't necessarily have to take classes to get on stage. Where uh, the second you mostly city do. You do. Yeah, actually, you mostly do. And so, you know, just to get in the theater company, that's how you kind of so work You did have in. to take some classes. I did. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm so stuck on this. Okay, so. You're really into classes. Well, I'm just curious. Very what, interested about the education. Second City is seriously like, I mean, uh, Chicago is really known for its improv. It's really like of all the cities in the country. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really known as maybe the center of a lot of this. So. You know, and you hear a lot about the Annoyance Theater. Now, who was, where were uh, Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler in during this? Uh, they were, I was, they were, like, Tina was in my Second City class. Um, and Which class, like from the beginning on or just one class? or No, from like, um, I, whenever I failed the audition, they got put in a new class and then, and then for the next four classes, something like that. So Tina Fey, like the Tina Fey from 30 Rock and mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Yes. Uh, so she was like in her twenties with you. Yeah, as I as so was I. And you, you think, oh my God, this woman's going to be maybe the biggest, wealthiest, most famous woman in America when it comes to comedy. I didn't think that, but I thought you know she's very talented. She was really good. You what know? made her good? But I mean, I did a lot of good people. What you know? made her good? She's a talented improviser. What she does that good. mean? Uh, I don't know how to put it any better than that. Um, she, she could think <laughs> fast on her feet. She, sure, she was great at she doing was character funny. work. How about uh, she was funny? Right, but I mean like. Funny can mean a lot of things. Was she a great writer? Was she, she was a character person? She put on wigs and played different types of roles I, like that? I, I kind of think all of it, you know. I mean, you know, she was a good improv actress in, you know. Okay. It was, I don't know how to answer any better than that. Okay. So, yes. Not, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> that's, that's not a fair question. What about Amy Poehler? Same thing. You know, Amy was, Amy was always really funny, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, yeah. Were they buddies? Yeah, Totally. And uh, did Amy and uh, 
like, did you think of them as somehow ever like teaming up together or having any connection in the professional world? Sure. They would do shows together. And I think they were on a, oh, what were they on? Their team was inside Vladimir. They're on a team together. And so. And what is a team? It's an improv team. So especially the IO, you, you get formed into an improv team, form improv What's teams. IO? It's Improv Olympic. And that's another theater in Chicago. Yes. So you could so, be in, you could be doing three different theater, work at three different theaters sure. at the same time. Yes. And now wait, how, when, how long were you in Chicago? I wasn't in Chicago very long. I never lived in Chicago. So you How's went to that? Northwestern for graduate school or yeah. undergrad? I went to Medill for the journalism school for graduate journalism school. Okay. Journalism. And were you performing that, then? I'm really speaking well suddenly <laughs> for having gone to really <laughs> I'm a good journalist. journalism school. Yeah. Pardon me. Were you performing during grad school? No, I, I uh, went, I, tel- I television reported in Macon, Georgia after graduating from Northwestern's Medill School of Journalism. You were a television reporter? What I kind? was. Uh, general, uh, you know, I covered everything. And I was the movie reviewer. I was Vicks, <laughs> Vicks Picks. <laughs> yeah. That's I was awesome. Like the Ebert. Was there anything that you panned that everybody else loved and you I were did get on? one call in the newsroom and I can't, I wish I remembered what it, I was just thrilled anyone was listening. Right. I couldn't believe anyone. What year is this? Uh, this was just about five years ago. No. <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> that is not a fair question. All right. All right. Um, but right. yeah, and then I moved back to Chicago, but it was for a short, very short period. I mean, I, I was in Chicago maybe a year and I was living in the suburbs. I How mean, did you I'm like being kind of Georgia? I love Georgia. Is it, I, it, it's it, fascinating. It's a fascinating place, especially growing up in Chicago. I just went down to um, Birmingham, Alabama for uh, a ba, uh, Simca, what is it called? A Bene Mitzvah. Bene Mitzvah. Twins, boy and a girl. Okay. So it, so so Bene Mitzvah is like two your girls having their bas mitzvah like bat mitzvah and a bar mitzvah. Oh. They're twins, so it's called a Bene Mitzvah. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. So how about that? Thank and, you, Mr. Uh, Captain. But it's in Birmingham, Alabama, which has a surprising large amount of Jews. And it's this beautiful temple that was built in like 1908 or something like that. And I was just amazed, like a how Birmingham has like this whole hipster community, which I thought was kind of cool, and you know, um, what. Uh, Southern hospitality is real. Like people are nicer. They're, oh, they, they're just nicer. I loved living in the South. Now let's get back to you <laughs> and your. I'm not going to uh, let you just keep going. I'll, I'll I, keep interrupting. I hope you don't mind. No, that's okay. All right. Well, I'll wrestle a little way. All right. All because, right. Uh, you. Well, I uh, did lose my train of thought. You got me good there. Um, <laughs> but so, but like, yeah, I got to say, like when it, in my improv roots, my comedy roots. What I really came in, when I really started flourishing was at the Annoyance, where they just like, do whatever you want. Cut, you know, like, you know, there are rules in improv. And I remember the very first day I went in and I studied with McNabier there, um, who's, you know, the, in charge of the theater and pretty legendary um, comedy guy. Uh, and the first day he's like, do whatever you want. There are no rules. He's like, first day he's like, name a bunch of rules. Well, there is rules. yes and. Hmm? A yes and is a rule, right? Yes and no, but you know what he's saying. He's, he, you know, you know him now, forget him, and just right. go out there and, and, and screw around. Can I cuss? I can't cuss. You can do whatever you want. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but, so oh, so he's like, go out, there and, go out there and fuck around. He's like, you want to do blue? Do blue. You know, which is like a rule, you know, uh, that you shouldn't say. He's like, you know. Um, it, so he was freeing. Absolutely. And that's when it got to be fun. And that's, that's when it came into my own. It just got to be a, a blast. You just so trusted more. Yeah. And you know, you know, when you, and you also have really strong players there. And so like when I go out there and, and, you know, you, you lay something on somebody and, and, or whatever you may do, you know, they're going to throw it back at you just as hard and it doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people are like, have like, there'll be like rules, like don't, um, 
do a lay on to someone. So if I look at you and be like, well, hello, Captain Ahab. Now you have to play a captain. And some people get upset about that, but who cares? You know, you go to the annoyance, like, I don't care. Put a lay on me. I don't care. You know, if you want to, you, know, you want to. And cost, why would that be a bad thing? Because you're choosing someone's character for them. Okay. You know, and, and, and. Um, what about saying like, wow, that's a nice horn in your head. <laughs> there you go. Would that you be just, a lay on too? Sure. Because you're, yeah. And you just play with it. So you got to deal with it. And that's, yeah. and that's, and a good improviser can handle that. You know, but when you first start out, there are rules that can help you guide you along. Even yes and. Yes and, of course, you'll, you'll advance the scene or whatever. But, then, you know, some people say never say no. But you, you want to get to be strong enough, you can say no and, and mm-hmm. still move the scene along. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a big thing like take care of your partner. And I just remember we did like a whole, there's a whole philosophy on that. It's like take care of yourself first. Make a declaration of what you are. When you're doing improv, if I come off the back line and I do a strong character, and whatever it may be, it's, it could be something as simple as, as a limp or a lisp or something big like a big accent or something like that or or something physicality and if i stick with that that's my character and the other person can do their character and, and it will eventually come together to something interesting and if as long as you stick with your initiation you stick with your character something interesting will happen and to illustrate that have happened one time is um i got two guys on stage i was one of them um and they're like okay sit up sit both of you sit in chairs all right, and you do a scene where you can't talk to each other, and you got to close your eyes. And so we, so we're both sitting in these chairs, we're not doing anything, and he's like, um, our teacher at the time was McNavy, this guy I told you about, and uh, he, um, we started getting laughs. He's like, when I say, look at each other, I want you guys to look at each other. It be keep your eyes closed, and when we did, huge laugh, and he's like, that's it. You understand? There's two people on stage. That's all the relationship you need. You don't need anything else than that. And it might make sense. Like he's like, that is interesting. You guys are literally not talking to each other. You can't see each other, and you're sitting, and that's enough relationship to make this whole. So what becomes laugh. the point of that? Um, that any that makes me think that you could do anything. That's right. But that's not really true either. Sure, it is. Absolutely, it is. You can do anything. And once you're on then stage, why do you do some anything. scenes not work if you can do everything? Oh, it doesn't mean it'll be good. It's, you know, it's <laughs> improv. Improv could totally suck, you know. It I mean, could be that, painful when it's It could not be working. absolutely painful. Have you, you ever know? wanted to crawl off the stage because you just know it's not working? Oh, yeah. But that's the beauty That's the beauty of good improv is hopefully you have enough control where you can either, someone's on, on there where you can, they can, uh, you know, go to blackout or you can just be like, all right, we're done. And walk off. Blackout meaning and scene. And scene. Done. <laughs> and someone literally hits the lights. Correct. That's how you know a scene. The audience knows a scene is over. Correct. Or if you're doing like a, like a herald or a group uh, long form and there's people in the back What's wall. What's a herald? A herald is like a, ver- a version of long form improv. So you have a group of like eight or nine people and you just keep going for half hour or so. Of, it's, so it's a long uh, improv Yeah, scene. and so it's different improv scenes. and, and People and, play more than one character? Mm-hmm. People play more than one character, more than one scene. And you can edit each other. So if uh, I see a bad scene, I can come out there and just start doing another scene and that scene will go away. And maybe it'll come back, maybe it won't. If it's horrible, it won't, mm-hmm. hopefully. And that's that's fun. That is fun. What, one thing that I also find really interesting is that one may be a great improviser, but not be a great stand-up. Correct. Or may, someone may be a great stand-up. Stand-ups usually make bad improvisers. Because when you're doing stand-up, usually you have you have forever to work on your act. I mean, it's not like you're really in the moment. Right. A great stand-up is in the moment or can pretend as if they're in the moment. Right. Yes. You know, you don't feel like they're just doing an act by rote. Correct. 
and yeah. and you know I I think that I think it goes vice versa. I think improvs can do can make decent standups, but I think standups don't necessarily go to improv as well. Although you know they, you can go, they can there's definitely crossover, but it's it's a um, there's so many different forms of comedy that it, the idea that someone's great at everything you don't have to be great at everything correct to be a great comedic personality correct right you know there's some guys who are great improvisers not that good at writers yeah yeah so better performers than writers whatever so you came out here at um 37 i did now do you ever look back and go that was a good choice a bad choice or you don't really think like that i don't know it's just like any you know anybody else who has a, a career of uh, uh, performance career of ups and downs. Sometimes they're like, why am I here? Why am I in this stupid city? And then well, other times like, I love it. It's well, fantastic. Looking, I looked at your reel and you're really good. I mean, you know, like I saw that evening edition um, clip. I mean, it's a while ago. Early edition. Early, no, I saw evening edition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah. watching it at night. I was watching your early edition clip. Right. Uh, I, by the way. I was you, fireman. I was urban search and rescue officer number two. It was very good. You can see uh, Joe's reel, his acting reel, and some of his comedy at joekaplan.me. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at your reel and... The one thing that struck me is you're really good. And did something stop? Did you stop auditioning or what happened or changed or did nothing change? And no, that's nothing just changed. what I still you do stuff. I just haven't necessarily updated my reel. <laughs> okay. So it's not that you haven't been doing other work. It's more like you just said. It was. Yeah. Different. You know, just auditioning to get into my friend's uh, shorts and stuff like that. Short movies. <laughs> 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 I, see, I can see in your eyes you're going to jump on that one. And so. <laughs> no, I. I wondered how you got these jobs. <laughs> so it's not. I, I do what I got to do. So it's not. I do what I got to okay. do. Uh, so it's not. So are you happy with life? I mean, are you happy? I'm totally with, happy with life. How are you? Are you happy? Well, let's stick with you for a minute. Because <laughs> this isn't about me right now. We're running out of time. We have mm -hmm. a lot of pens. Your, um, sh your early days, again, some of the people you worked with, who mm -hmm. are some other people you, uh, we may know? And what were your impressions of them back then? Oh, I don't know. Seriously, nah, let's get a better. Let's go move on from that. That's, Please. That's, that's, that's boring. No, it's not. Let me, do I need to go to Cheyenne and ask? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, well, how, how much bigger do you want? I mean, Tina and Amy are pretty big, you know? That's true. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is there any envy when you uh, see certain people in that group moving not really. on? Or? There's not envy. Would I like to have my career be as big as them? Sure. Who wouldn't? But um, it's not envy. I mean, they're, they're really nice girls and they've, they've gone on to do great things. So good for them. Uh, do you ever think of calling her? Did you ever call her during mm, It's been a while. You, you know, it would feel weird. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really weird. She'd be like, yeah. who? I'm like, Joe Cap, remember a long time ago? How do you <laughs> deal with the stress of uh, show business? No, I don't know. Seriously, I don't know. You know, so it's just a... Uh, I find uh, it, you know, I mean, it's very challenging at times. There's a lot of unpredictability. I'm going to move my mic. So... There we go. How do you... Um, so what do you do? I'm mean, seriously like. Um, well, I have therapy. <laughs> totally. Have therapy. I go. I have a really good therapist. You know, I got a great family. I got a really supportive wife. Great kids. You know, sometimes uh, you guess yeah, but other times you know it's just like anybody else. It's, it's up and downs, and you try to try to have more ups and downs. And so yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving life right now. Are you? Oh yeah, I'm really happy. That's great. Well, oh yeah. Do what, I sound happy? I what are you so happy about? <laughs> I <could> <laughs> Because um, you're happy, what, with your career, your life, marriage, kids, the whole... Life and marriage, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, we have a good time. My kids crack me up. They're hysterical, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, my 
especially my 11 year old. She's bitterly sarcastic, and I absolutely love that. Zoe, Lily, <laughs> Lily's 11 year old. So they're both great, but I'm just saying she's she's got this wicked sense of humor yeah. that can that can knock you out. What do you um, what do you see like the future for yourself? Like, do you have a plan? No, I don't have any plan. Just auditioning. Just you know, just keep working, looking to, um, you know, just work like everybody else out here. You still take classes? I don't. I don't. Uh, I used to be in an acting class, but you had to be kind of repetitive, so I stopped. I should probably find a new one, actually. Huh? I should probably find a new one. Yeah, is there, like, do you have a dream job for you, or what would that be? Uh, hmm, a dream job. Being on a sitcom would be fun. Like, either being a regular uh, character or having your own? Um, yeah, being a regular character or being a regular on a sitcom or, um, you know, writing for a sitcom or writing for late night. I would like to do any of that. Ever, have you ever thought about going back to Chicago? Mm, sometimes, but not just like like I said, like when you're in the fits of depression or something. <laughs> because of the career, just like crazy making at times. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like I said, I feel like you're getting at trying to get at something like like the dark side of me. But I'm telling me there really isn't one. Mm, just trying to get to know all of you. If you call it the dark side, I find oh, that interesting. I don't know if I characterize it as a dark side, but since you mention it in that, put in that context. No, it's, it's, it's not a whole lot of dark, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. Well, now you know, A lot awkward. of people love Chicago. They talk about going back. I do love Chicago. Do you miss it? Uh, I love my family. I, you know, my parents, brothers. Fall. I miss fall. I don't miss being cold. Ah, uh, see, I kind of like cold. Cold's well, you fun. do because you're a warm-up guy. Ah, see, there you go. That's what circle. it is. It is full circle. It is. It you is. Know, plus sweater weather. How nice. Snow is fun. Leaves changing color. You don't get that out here at all. What do you, uh, we're almost out of time, mm -hmm. sadly to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, So you stick to an hour? Is that what it is, an yeah, hour? Yeah. So we have an hour 35, 34, 33? Something Interesting. like that. Okay. If people want to get a hold of you or, uh, con like, how would they find you? Or go to my website, JoeCapital.me. Okay. Anything you can see my stuff there. You can you do Twitter. Get a hold of me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I don't know what my Twitter handle is. Okay. I think it's Joe M. Kaplan. Joe M. Yeah, Michael. My middle name. Okay. Joe Mike, Joseph Michael Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So what's up? Do you have anything lined up at the moment? Uh, um, no, I don't have my next gig. Yeah. I need one. So if anyone's out there hiring, Joe Kaplan. Me. Joe Kaplan. Me. The uh, the thing about that. Is that's typical? Sure, that's I mean, every actor's dilemma. That's you finish your neck, you finish your gig, and now you got to get another one. Right? Do you think of yourself more of, as an actor than, let's say, a writer uh, or yeah, a probably. comic? Um, probably an actor more than a comic and a writer. I do a lot of writing. Yeah. yeah so. Okay. In your other stuff, if we wanted to see anything you've written, is that also that's yeah, on your it's all, it's all in there. Okay. Absolutely. Great. So, well, I want to thank you. <laughs> I think this has been a hoot, Vic. It's been great having you because, uh, you know, there's, I've learned a lot and uh, about uh, things I didn't know about you. Right. You know? See, now I have to come back because there are pins all over the studio there that are I few, have to get but to. not many. Not many. <laughs> Thanks for coming here the night before Thanksgiving. You know, there's going to be riots. There might be. <laughs> Literally driving here, the, you know, with, with the Ferguson thing that just happened, there, there's lines of police yeah. outside the studio. Literally. No, there's, they were shutting down a 7-Eleven down the street because of... They uh, closed a 7-Eleven because they're scared of the riots that haven't yeah, happened. Right. That haven't happened. <laughs> and we're all in the middle of it. It's like okay. a ghost town here. You'll, t you'll protect me. I, right? I'm very tough. <laughs>
<laughs> thank you guys all for listening, and I want to thank you again, Joe Kaplan, and I want to thank you, Cheyenne. This Yay, is our first Cheyenne. time working together. Excellent work. And uh, thank you all for listening. You can find old episodes of our show here uh, and iTunes. Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. And thanks again. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, question.